to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Leanne. And we're here to close out. January is for Giallo. Leanne, how you feeling about this? I'm excited. Good. Before we tell everybody what we're going to watch for this evening, anything you want to talk about before beforehand? What you've been up to? Because you weren't on the last episode. I had Chuck with me. Uh, no. Nothing really going on. You know, the usual. Yeah. I don't want to give too many details because there's certain people in our lives that don't need the details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, I recently had a scammer that uh, is a roofer slash exorcist. Oh, God. That guy. Yeah. Literally, he was crazy. Literally, he's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oof. Mm, I saw I saw some of the back and forth and no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what you've been dealing with yeah. <laughs> he was very intense oh wow what about you well earlier today I watched all of Masters of the Universe Revolution yeah I was watching it with you I really enjoyed it it's very good Revelation was really really good I really liked it despite how many people got butt hurt over. He-Man not being the main character. You get enough of He-Man in this one for all of you that were butthurt that they had a woman be the primary so, focus. So much, so much. It it was it was basically just his biceps <laughs> the entire episode. <laughs> his bis, his tries, his quads, his lats. <laughs> he was abtastic. They even Skeletor even made a reference to his abs like that, <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> But I, I recommend it for anyone who is a fan of Revelation. I say go check it out. It's really fun. Then we watched some Black Mirror. Yeah. Watched I've, the episode Arch- I've seen all of the episodes. Yeah. I know them all by heart. So you had me watch the episode Archangel. Mm-hmm. Which is about a state-of-the-art monitoring system for your children. Yeah. And that was a fucked-up episode. Yeah. But I'm on the side of the daughter, and if anyone knows what the story is, you'll understand why. Mm-hmm. I, let's put it this way. It takes helicopter parenting to the extreme. Yeah. You literally have a screen into their life. Yeah. You see what they see. You have access to their health. You have access to what's in their bloodstream, whether or not uh, they have diseases, mm-hmm. all this, all this stuff. Which I get some of that, like the monitoring of the health information, like especially if your child has something and you're like, I want to make sure they're fine. It crosses a line when it goes to, I can see what they see. I can hear what they hear. I can filter what they see. 
and you're doing that an entire life. You're you're sheltering them without sheltering. It's go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's really fucking good. It's well done. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the the serious thing? I think that is up to you, sir. Well, for anyone that knows, we have friends that are within the podcast community, and recently, uh, I'm not going to go into too many details. We lost but one. We lost one. It, a good one. A good one. A really good one. Um, it's unfortunate that I didn't know him better than I did. Yeah. But everyone that knew him is going to remember him for the person he was and how good he was. and How much fun he was. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to leave it at that because it's, it's not my place to go into too many details. Yeah. You can, if you're fans of whatever you may have heard this person on, you might know. Go check it out. Support them. And you know what? Just uh, tell your loved ones you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Make sure you spend time with them and let them know how you feel while they're here because nobody's around forever. Who cares if it's cheesy? Yeah. If it's heartfelt, you know. Yeah, exactly. So there's the serious moment for the show. Yeah. So like I said at the top of the show, when we started, this is January is for Giallo. We are closing out this month. This is This is going to be a good one. I ask a really, really stupid question that a Go lot ahead. of people might be angry with. Go right ahead. What's Giallo? Giallo? I will pull it up because I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I had an explanation last year. I've seen movies. Is that a director? No. Giallo is a genre unto itself. Oh, it's a genre. I it, thought it was a director and then each director was different. So I was like, <laughs> oh no, I don't think I understand. In Italian cinema, Giallo, pronounced Giallo, or Gialli, which translates to yellow, is a genre of murder mystery fiction that often contains slasher, thriller, psychological horror, sexploitation, and less frequently supernatural horror elements. We like sexploitation. Yes. Basically, this genre stemmed from these yellow paperback stories that were in Italy. So when you see a movie where there's a first-person perspective and you'll see like a black glove killer or a appeal via the killer going through it. It's like this mystery. That's either Giallo or heavily Giallo-inspired. Mm. So that's where it comes from. Now, like they said, sometimes it goes into Supernatural. Yeah. Which is kind of a good segue I to what it. we're watching tonight. Yeah. I've been a fan of Jennifer Connelly for a very long time for, it should be obvious reasons. Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, um, why aren't you crying? <laughs> you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of Ludo. Who do? You do. do. What remind me of the babe? <laughs> See, I always miss at a certain point. I'm like, ah, you shouldn't I haven't know seen the whole thing. Times. You shouldn't know the whole thing. I haven't seen it as many times this year. I've seen it too many times. Well, lots of people are probably wondering, like, what movie with Jennifer Connelly? That's not Labyrinth from the 80s. It is. Well, first of all, she's been in a whole bunch. Yeah. And she's really good. This is 1985's Phenomena. Very particular wind, typical of this part of the country. 
It comes from the Alps. The blasts of warm air cause snow avalanches. While it blows, there are those who say it causes madness. Any idea why they behave like that? Never done this before. It's probably because of me. I guess they sense the mood I'm in. See, he's not afraid of you. He won't do that for me. Ask him to lead you where the dead bodies are hidden, and he'll lead you. That fly is your magic wand. It's perfectly normal for insects to be slightly telepathic. Yeah, it's normal for insects. But am I normal? I love you. I love you all. directed by Dario Argento, and I have not seen this one. You have not seen this one. No, but we both like him, so... Yeah, I like Argento. I've seen a few of his movies. I'm yeah. I'm happy with Italian horror. Me too. Giallo, so I'm excited for this one. And for those of you who aren't too familiar, we're going to be doing this in the classic Skewer Universe interstellar, interstitial style. Interstellar! Interstitial! You love doing that. You love doing that. <laughs> Yeah. In case you don't know, give a listen. What are interstellar interstitials? This is a rather different movie review format where Jeff and Leon will pick a movie that neither of them have seen or at least one of them has not seen. Then, they will watch the movie in real time, breaking every 15 minutes to give their thoughts on the movie to that point. At the conclusion of the film, they will give their final thoughts, recommendations, ratings, and discuss any interesting information about the movie in general. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress. So that being said, Leanne, are you ready I'm to dive so in? I'm so ready. All right. I'm super ready. Super ready? Pumped. All right. So let's get into it. We'll talk to you guys in just a bit. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. And there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. You know all the great food is stealing the show. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. Pardon me, boy. Yeah, Will you take me to the snack bar? You know what I like. Everything's ready when the first reel's over. There's nothing like a pizza with a ice cream. 
cold cola. Get a box of seed and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Get about your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Intermission. So we are the first 15 minutes into Phenomena. Yeah, we are. So far, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. We got a death right off the bat. Yeah. That head just rolled. Yeah. Decapitation just right into the, the river below. Yeah. So one thing we didn't do is we didn't give a synopsis of what we're watching. So mm-hmm. I will quickly read what Shudder has up. During her first night at boarding school, Jennifer witnesses a horrible murder while sleepwalking. After digging deeper into the crime, Jennifer meets a professor who uncovers her psychic connection to insects and encourages her to use her strange gift to catch the killer. Dario Argento's sci-fi spin on his iconic Jello style has divided fans since its release, but for us, its squirmy pleasures have only deepened. Beyond the bugs, maggots, and monkeys, it's a creepy, crawly must-see, especially for Connolly's fearless performance. So that is the description on Shudder of Phenomena. Mm-hmm. So far, we have seen a bus full of tourists... One woman got left behind. Young, say what, probably a high school age girl looked like. She was Danish, I know that much. Yeah. She wandered into someone's house. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, I'm a foreigner. I'm lost. I can hear somebody here. All we see is somebody rip these anchors out of a wall Mm -hmm. where they were chained up. Wrap a chain around her neck. She gets away, tries to escape out a door, gets her hand stabbed with scissors. She gets chased, and then ultimately her head is removed forcefully. We don't see it. All we see is her bloody hand where she got stabbed with a pair of scissors. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see, oh, there's the head get thrown over. Thrown <laughs> out of the cliff. cliff. I thought it was a cliff. Yeah, some kind of a cliff into some waterfall river type thing. It's, mm-hmm. It was really cool because I was expecting just the body to go flying over. And <laughs> nope, just the head. Yeah. Fast forward, we see Donald Pleasance is a, a bug expert. Yeah, a bug professor. Who was working with authorities to try and figure out these murders because they found the severed head and trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. The head that was being eaten away with maggots in that. They're trying to determine time and cause of death. That's good. It's really good. So we have, we've already discovered there's murders going on. And now, because this is on a, you know, logical, I am going to critique this very hard. So far, (laughs) they've made one mistake. But it's okay. I'm letting it go for now. It's a pink okay. flag. Pink. Okay. The, the the severed head wasn't very good, but it was really good to the story because we weren't mm-hmm. expecting it. Yeah. And then the skull, that was good. Yeah. We gave that an A+. Plus. Okay. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. And we just got introduced to our main character, Jennifer, played by Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> yeah. So not a lot of work there for her to realize who people <laughs> when the people are talking to her. I'm sure it was just coincidence, but anyway. We met her. She has a connection to bugs because there was a bee in the car and it just landed on her and didn't do anything. Yeah. Other she people loves in the them. car were freaking out. She loves all insects. <laughs> Scream, don't hurt the bee. Her father's over in the Philippines and is unreachable. So we know there's no adult authority figure on her side in her family that is available during this time where she's overseas at boarding school. Yeah. So. That is where we are at right now. How are you, how are you feeling so far with the way it's it's not moved a lot? We're only fifteen minutes in, but 
Yeah, she's hungry right now. Yeah, she's hungry, looking for food, because she's only ate breakfast the last two days because of the time change. It looks like she's about to grab some baby food. Yeah, I don't know if I would trust it, because it's just sitting out on a counter. Galactina. Okay, maybe some kind of intergalactic baby food. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here. Anyway, what do you say we we jump back in and continue on this uh, Argento train? Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, let's do it. We'll talk to you guys in just a bit. Hi, folks. I'm Rico. Oh, no, Joe. He's Peppy. See? You can find us at the concession stand in the lobby. Along with all sorts of other tasty goodies. See? Rico's Nachos, a refreshingly new and different snack discovery. Chock full of high-quality ingredients, crisp, fresh tortilla chips, covered with creamy-aged cheddar cheese, topped off with zesty jalapeno pepper rings. Rico's Nachos, out of sight. Remember, folks, we're the new star at the snack bar. Rico's Nachos, a new taste treat you can't beat. See? Rico's Nachos, on sale at the snack bar now. We're at another 15 minutes in, and we're getting some interesting stuff happening. So Jennifer has met the headmistress of the school, who is kind of a bitch. Yeah. She's met her roommate, Sophie, who is... In love with her dad. In love with her dad, who is an actor. Jennifer's dad is an actor. She's seen all of his movies and is just in love with him so much. But they kind of bond over it. She doesn't get weirded out by her dad being an actor. She's like, eh, it's fine. We learned her mom just walked out and her dad was like, eh, so be it. One of my Christmas presents that year was her walking out on us. Yeah. Then we see she starts having a nightmare. Yeah. Woman is being chased by an unknown assailant. Then Jennifer starts sleepwalking and she sees the murder. Yeah. With a really good effect. <laughs> Somebody got skewered through the back of the head. Hey, and you know what? I hadn't seen this movie, and Skewered Head was my tag on Xbox and PlayStation for so many years. It still is. Yeah. So funny that that happened. But yeah, this, like, I don't know. It was like this connected pole with a blade on the end, and they just shoved it to the back <laughs> of her I don't head. Know. I don't know. It made for a cool visual. You just see a blade right pop her out of her bloody face. <laughs> Jennifer then tries to walk away. She falls. Ends up walking into the street, and she's in Switzerland, but I couldn't tell. Did these guys sound like they were German that hit her with their car? Something, yeah. But also, I'm thinking it's a place where there are a lot of international tourists. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting. So they could have, they're just nondescript people with a certain accent that I could not figure out what it was. Yeah. But they pick her up, ask her if she's okay, and she's fighting them the entire time in the car, because... They're kind of just grabbing her and then like, calm down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, because when when you're sleepwalking, there are certain things you don't understand. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, she's right to freak out. They need to calm down. But she jumps out of the car, ends up finding a monkey who has wandered in. We didn't mention there is a monkey that works closely with Donald Pleasant's entomologist character. Leads her back to the professor's house. And they start talking, and he's like, oh, I study bugs. She's like, I love bugs. Insects are cool. And now they've bonded over that. And he told her about his old secretary who was there volunteering, and she deduced that she was murdered. He was like, how do you know? She was, well, you talked about her in the past tense. Yeah. Now where we're at is the monkey has taken her upstairs to get a coat, and Donald Pleasance is looking at an insect. Yeah. So 
I know that's kind of a quick synopsis of where we're at, but yeah. it's it's really not moving too quick, and I like that it's coming together the way it is, because we're getting little bits of what's happening. So, Leanne, so far, what are you thinking? You interested? It's holding your interest? It's not too slow or anything? Yeah, I'm really liking it so far. I didn't realize it was going to be a movie about bugs, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. I don't care for the fact that there's monkeys in it and all that stuff. I'm not a fan, <laughs> but that's just me. But the monkey's so no, cute. No, it, no, it's not. Holds up her hand. Like, I here, don't care. I walk you back to my home. No, that's gross. You're allowed to feel that way. I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> no, sir. It's okay. Like it. You're allowed to feel that way. I will not tell you <laughs> you are wrong. Your opinion is your opinion, and you're allowed to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I just like monkeys. <laughs> So, what do you say? We jump back in, and then we'll come back and talk to these folks a little bit. Well, I have a question. Okay. What is your question? What was she eating? Oh, the baby food? Was it baby food? Yeah, it was baby food that she was eating. It oh. tasted like chicks. I forget what flavor she said it was. Mixed vegetables. Mixed She's vegetables. a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. I really forgot about that. She's like, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> then eats it, and their roommate's like, so what does it With taste With a toothbrush. Like? At the end of a toothbrush. The non-bristle end of a toothbrush. And when her roommate goes, how's it taste? She goes, like cat food. Mm -hmm. And then continues eating it. She offered it to the, uh... The headmistress when she walked Yeah. <laughs> Who stole the poster of her dad she was going to put up on the wall. And she goes, that's okay that she took it. I've got a ton more in my bag. And I'm going to plaster the walls with it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see how that goes. Any other questions before we jump back in? No. Okay. So we're going to watch more of the movie. And you guys stay right there and listen to this intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, things are getting a little more weird. We've seen when Jennifer was at the professor just how strong her connection is to insects. Yeah, she turns them on. Yeah. And they're like, I want to turn you on. They're secreting their little <laughs> mating ritual secretions. And <laughs> this bug was like, hey, I'm a man, you're a woman, why don't we get down? The professor was thoroughly fascinated by this. Yeah. And he gave her a tip when she's sleepwalking, say, I'm sleepwalking, I must, I must wake up. Yeah. We'll get to that. She's like, I'm not going to need that. Yeah, I won't need it. I haven't had an episode in years. You just had one. Mm -hmm. He's looking out for you at this point. <laughs> Anyway, next day, she's back at the school, and the headmistress and the doctors are like, we need to find out why you're sleepwalking. She goes, it's just sleepwalking. I've dealt with it before. I've seen the best doctors. You won't find anything else. So they run it. She starts having little flashes of what happened when she was sleepwalking the night before. And they're telling her, oh, well, we have to run this test because it can be indicative of multiple personalities or... Because that know, makes sense. You know, all these other things. And they're like, are you taking drugs? Are you epileptic? And she's like, I'm not any of those things. I'm not stoned. I'm not an epileptic. You guys are stupid. I'm out of here. 
She tries to call her dad's agency to get a hold of him. Can't reach anybody because she wants out of the fucking school. I don't blame her. They don't listen to her. They're treating her like she's fucking crazy. The other students are bitches. Yeah, making fun of her like, oh, she's this guy's daughter, but she sleepwalks. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure you all have something wrong with you too, so shut the fuck up. You were probably sent away because your parents don't like you. <laughs> send send our little knock of a daughter off to Switzerland. We don't want her around here. <laughs> I know that's fucked up to think. I'm sorry. but One thing I have to say about this movie is there's too many teenage girls walking around at night. Too many. Yeah. Quit yeah. it. <laughs> Quit it. I don't know what the fascination is in this movie with teenagers just running <laughs> out late at night. So Jennifer asks her friend, her roommate, Sophie, like, hey, make sure I don't sleepwalk tonight. And after an ordeal in the class, Sophie's like, yeah, okay, I'll watch you. That doesn't go as planned because Sophie sees a lightning flash through her window and runs off to meet her boyfriend. They do some kissing. She eventually tells him, fuck you, because he's like, hey, I gotta go. I have to be with my regiment in the morning, and it's a three-hour trip wherever they're going. Yeah. She's like, fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> and then the killer shows up with the extender blade. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. You see her start putting it together. Jennifer, we cut back. She's having a nightmare, starting to sleepwalk. Snaps out of it. And now she's outside walking around. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. After we've seen the extended blade just get shoved down, <laughs> not into anyone, her friend Sophie has hit the ground and screamed, and then funk, extend the blade into something. <laughs> We're not sure what yet. Right. And now Jennifer is out in her evening wear. Of course. This, I think they're supposed to be like 15 years old. I don't think Jennifer Connelly is 18 in 1985. I don't know. So... But Argento has a weird thing where younger girls are constantly in, like, older women's attire at times. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. This is also a guy who filmed his daughter in nude scenes for movies he directed. So it's 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 odd, but mm -hmm. maybe it's an Italian thing. I'm still enjoying what I'm seeing. What about you, Leanne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to say I'm enjoying what I'm seeing when I'm just talking about how uncomfortable it is to see Jennifer Connelly. Like, that too, and, that too. In essentially what is underwear. Uh, no, I would not it's, say okay, that. Pajamas. She's, she's wearing a, pajamas, which okay. is like shorts, like, not like... I guess boy shorts and a t-shirt kind of thing? Yes. Okay. I didn't mean I was enjoying what I was seeing there. I'm enjoying the movie. Anyway, clarification aside. Yeah, this is, this is starting to pick up a little more. We're almost half... We're getting close to the halfway point. This is an, an hour and 50 minute movie that anyone's wanting to check this out. Highly recommended if you're not watching along with us. And if you're not, get on the ball. So, Leanne, what do you say? Get back to it? Yep. Alright, we'll be back. Show starts in four minutes. To visit our snack bar and treat yourself to some delicious Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Cook the Castleberry way slowly over open pits of glowing charcoal, then seasoned with a sauce that's zesty, yet delightfully mild to please the entire family. Also at the snack bar, you'll find popcorn and soft drinks and candy and french fries to go with your Castleberry's barbecue sandwiches. There's plenty of time before the movie starts, so visit our snack bar right now for Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Still plenty of time to come and be served at the refreshment center before showtime. Things are getting a little more weird, a little more crazy. Jennifer was led by a firefly 
to a glove in a wooded area just outside the school. It's covered in larva. We find that out later on. She goes back inside and screams, wakes everybody up. What happened after that? That's when she was heading to the professor, right, McGregor? To see him again after tell him about the glove, show him the larva. He says, let me, let me take some time. I'll study it and let you know what type. And then we notice all the insects. What are they doing, Leanne? They're getting upset. They're getting upset. And then she tells the professor exactly what's going on, and they all seem to calm down. As she tells him, you know, how she's been feeling. He's like, you know, you probably have some kind of power, because bugs are known to have telepathy. Here, I wrote a book on it. You can read about it. And then she goes back to the school, and they are trying to give her a new roommate to spy on her, because they think she's crazy. They, they need to know what she's doing every moment. Kind of goes back to that whole Archangel Black Mirror episode, where they want to know everything that's happening at every waking second of her life. Mm-hmm. They read a letter she was writing to her dad to try to tell him what's going on. She walks in and is like, this is mine. Walks out of the room and they all start ridiculing her. All the students there. In a very Carrie-esque moment. What were they saying? Um, I don't remember. We we worship you. Mm -hmm. We worship you. Over Mm -hmm. and over. Very much like plug it up, plug it up. And the entire school is just bombarded in a swarm of flies. And she's standing there, Jennifer's standing there going, I love you all. I love you all. She ain't talking to the girls. She ain't talking to anybody in that goddamn school. She's talking to the flies that have showed up to be like, hey, are you messing with our girl or what? So now we've seen Jennifer has escaped the school once again because they were getting ready to send her off to the mental hospital. Now she's back at Professor McGregor's. He told her what was going on, and that's where we're at now. So we're starting to see her powers are developing. She wrote in the letter to tell her dad that she's got these powers and control over insects, can communicate with them. It's getting interesting, Leanne. I know. You don't have a whole lot to say this time around, <laughs> but I'm also talking a lot, so. Yeah, that's okay. How are you feeling? It's good. Okay. I like it. So, should we just get back into it, or do you have anything else you want to ask? Anything you want to add? No, not really. Okay. Then we'll get back to it. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Uh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those. And one of those. And five bars of these. And a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white coffee material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. And just like that, another 15 minutes in, we've seen some more stuff happening. Jennifer has now left the school and is working with the professor. He told her what type of larva he found on the glove. They're called the Great Sarcophagus Larva, apparently flesh eaters. And he just happened to have a full-grown fly and told her, this is going to lead you to the bodies. I need you to find where the bodies are. We need to catch this killer. She took the fly, grabbed a bus, went off on the route he told her to where the first girl disappeared, found the abandoned house that our first girl was in, and encountered <laughs> encountered a weird guy that showed up who apparently is watching over the place. I'm not sure. But she's been looking around, trying to find out what's happening. This guy comes in, scares her off. She runs off, and yet the fly stuck around because the fly found a severed hand covered in more flesh-eating larvae. Cut to one of the cops shows up. 
starts asking questions of the, I believe they said he was a real estate realtor or something overseeing the house because the house was for sale where Jennifer just was, where the first murder happened. We cut back to the professor's house at night because there's someone locking out our ape friend who's trying to pull a kite out of a tree. Monkey is going, this monkey ape is going crazy trying to get back into the house. Wakes up Professor McGregor, only for him to be stopped on his little elevator on the stairs in his home by the killer, who uses the override control downstairs to shut off his elevator, then bring it down when he starts going to someone there, someone there, and extend a blade to the gut. I think the professor is no more. What do you say, Leanne? I think it's hard to tell. His eyes are very lifelike. That's true. We are paused on the scene where the blade just came out. The ape is now inside trying to figure out what's going on. So he could survive. We don't know. I like when movies have staircase lifts. It reminds me of Gremlins each time. <laughs> that's that's initially what I thought, too. I was like, oh, Gremlins, okay. So I'm glad we were on the same page there. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that you want to talk about or something you've noticed that, or any other pink flags that you've talked, that you've seen? No, that was, uh, there was only the one pink flag. Okay, okay. And it was when the lady is getting attacked, or the girl's getting attacked. And she she spreads her arms out, mm -hmm. and I was like, no, she if she were to get in that fight, she would have defense wounds, which means her arms would be up and blocking her. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. was a pink flag. Everything else has been pretty okay so far. Okay, okay. I was wondering if that was it because you called that out immediately when it happened. Yeah, I was like, no. Who gets attacked and then puts their arms out? Apparently, only the girls mm -hmm. in this movie who are being murdered. Yeah, I do like that Jennifer Connolly is BFFs with bugs. Yeah. What do they call her? Lady of the Flies? Yeah, Lord of the Flies or something like that. There was a Latin name they threw out and I didn't catch it. They used Lady at one point. I thought that was kind of cool creepy and gross and weird yeah. they're like hey in this movie you're gonna be an outcast but you're also gonna be very beautiful and apparently talented with bugs <laughs> she's like hmm, just my real life <laughs> <laughs> just like my real life <laughs> yeah <sighs> yeah she was also called diabolical at one point like what the professor's like what does that even mean? yeah and he's like quoting the bible and shit and it's like shut the fuck up yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I do like, too, that Jennifer Connelly's character is, like, someone who doesn't just take anyone's shit, really. She's kind of headstrong. Yeah. Do you have any... Is there anything else before we jump back into this and watch a little more? No. I okay. didn't realize how long it was. Neither did I. So this is the interesting surprise. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to jump back in. We'll talk to you guys in just a minute. A pleasant aroma for you, but not for mosquitoes. Pick is easy to use. Light it and forget it. The exclusive aluminum-lined ash tray top means not an ash falls on the dash. Pick's aroma keeps mosquitoes, gnats, and sandflies away. Pick is the best protection for barbecues, fishing and camping trips, or just relaxing in the yard. No more sleepless nights or mosquito bites. Pick is harmless to children and pets, too. So if you don't want our company ever anywhere, just like Pick him. Pick is on sale at the refreshment stand now. Everyone's dead. They died. <laughs> what a tragic movie. Horrible. Not Definitely not going to be a sequel. No one lived to tell the tale. Weird. 
Jennifer Carvey, dead. Monkey, dead. Donald Pleasance, dead. <laughs> the movie's not even over yet. Oh, wow. Interesting things. Interesting things. What are your things? Uh, Professor McGregor is confirmed as dead. Yeah. As soon as we hit play, we were like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ambulances were there taking him out of the house. Cop was talking. I don't know where they were. They were in like a padded hallway. Uh, Or an elevator of some sort or yeah, something. Cop was talking to someone from the hospital going, oh, none of our patients have escaped. So whoever you're looking for, they weren't here. It's like, hmm, correct. What? What? Okay. Yeah. So Jennifer saw the professor getting taken out. But before before that even happened, when the killer left, the monkey lost her shit and went after the killer in the car. Jumped on the roof, was smacking the windshield, was climbing all over the luggage rack, and then got thrown off the car. We get a little glimpse of the monkey now living the homeless life, digging through trash cans in a park, trying to find food and water. Begging for change. Yeah. Then I found an old school razor. Like an old barber razor. Yeah. And Decided to, to seek to seek vengeance. Yeah. Forgot to mention, this monkey had a scalpel at the beginning of the movie, and Donald Pleasant's uh, professor, professor McGregor said, no, 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 we don't play with things like that. So the monkey has a, a habit of grabbing sharp instruments. Then we have Jennifer. She runs off after the professor is confirmed dead. She's calling her father's agent like, you need to send me money. I need to get out of here. I'm not going back to the school. They're trying to put me in an institution. There's someone going to get... kill me. Yeah. yeah, she's telling him everything. There's a murderer. They're like, oh, a murderer? She's like, yeah, get me back to L.A. and I'll tell you more. She's waiting to get a wire transfer. It's not coming through. Then the woman who she first was riding in the car with at the beginning of the movie shows up like, oh, hey, yeah, they called us, your dad's attorney, and I'm supposed to buy you a ticket and give you some money. So why don't we get out of here? She's like, I'm not going to school. It's like, oh, you can just stay with me. And now things have gotten really fucking weird. I mean, don't don't trust her at all. First of all, she's with the school. Don't trust her, period, the end. Don't trust her. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll go with you. I'll stay at your house, sure. But we immediately realize something's fucked up. She's got the mm -hmm. mirrors covered because her, her son's illness. He doesn't want to see his reflection. He gets very upset. And we're like, bro, what the fuck kind of Friday the 13th shit is this? What the fuck? Ugh. Now look at her. She's hanging out the doorway like a creep. Yeah, it's... Mm, she's... She starts acting suspicious almost right away. And she's like, you're not going to leave anywhere. You're going to take these pills. You're going to do what I say. And Jennifer Connelly's like, yeah, well, I'm only going to take one of them. So there. And me and Jeff are like, uh, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, tells her, I'm not taking any pills. Goes into the bathroom and then proceeds to take one of the pills. Like, and we're like, what? What are you doing? What? And then she starts feeling sick or something. And I think she's throwing up. Like, legit actress throwing up on camera. It looks real. It looked 100% real. Yeah, I might have to look up the trivia and see if she really did that, if it says. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If she's willing to, like, touch bugs and all that stuff, I don't see why she wouldn't yeah. throw up. They're like, hey, we need you to throw up in this scene. What can you do? She's like, sure. <laughs> How much? She's like, I'm about to do worse in other films. <laughs> She's like, eventually it would be in something called Requiem for <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, this woman from the school is... It's a doll that looks like a young child in a room just sitting there. Yeah, and Jennifer Connelly's like, oh my god, please, I, I accidentally 
it hit him. I, I hope he's okay. And she's like, you dumb idiot. It's a doll. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you scared? And she's like, no. Yes, you are. I can see it in your eyes. Ever since the touch her face in the most uh, weird, creepy, serial killer manner. Yeah. I... I don't know. Jennifer Connelly finally get after she throws up the pill, gets out of the bathroom, tries to make a phone call, gets hit in the back of the head. And that's where we're at now. The woman is disconnected the phone, and now she's peeking through the doorway where she's locking the phone up, I guess. Oh, look at her. Ugh, it looks like a fake head. Yeah, she. I can't tell if she's the killer and her son's made up, or if her son's the killer and she's, <laughs> you know, like Mother Bates and tending to Norman. I don't know what's happening. This movie has gone off the fucking rails at this point. But I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get a murder monkey, because I want to see a murder monkey now. I know you do. Murder Monkey is going to be the name of my band. So what, we have 20 minutes left? 20 minutes left, so I was going to ask you, do yes. you want to just finish it and then yeah. we'll come back and close it out? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hiya, hiya, hiya. They're shrimply delicious. Hiya, hiya, hiya. You'll go for that mouth-watering, taste-tempting, meaty shrimp mixture all wrapped up in a crispy noodle jacket. It's a treat you can't beat. So come on, join the folks that are getting fresh, crispy, flavo shrimp rolls now at the snack bar. They're shrimply delicious. And just like that, everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Good night, everybody. <laughs> all but two people. Yeah, all but two people. Well, one person and... Do we want... What do you think? We've pretty talked openly about this movie. Should we go ahead and spoil the ending? I mean, it's an 85 movie. Um, maybe not everything, but yeah, I think we can give away some stuff. So, turns out, the lady from the school did have a son. Yeah. And... Mole boy. <laughs> yeah, very... I love that Jennifer <laughs> was like, Hey, little boy, don't worry, I'll accept you. It's okay, don't be afraid of the mirrors anymore. By the way, what do you look like? And he turns around and she goes, Ah! And runs away. She bolts. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> she bolts out of there. Cause he's standing in the corner crying, Go away, I don't want to see you. She's like, It's okay, I know your mom was bad, but I'm going to help you. Turns around and she's like, Fuck that. <laughs> I appreciate it because you know what? That would be a real reaction that people would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the climax of this gets... I mean, basically, the last 20 minutes of the movie are everything. I mean, there was a lot packed into it. Yeah. So that was surprising. We find out who the killer or killers are. I think we can give that away. Yeah. It's, we, it's it's like we thought. It's yeah. it could be the mom, it could be the son. Either way, who knows if they're really dead? Yeah, yeah. It's either both of them, one of them, one covering for the other. It's something. Both wound up on the by the uh, a lake, I guess. Yeah. So the mom in her house, she's like got this huge house, and it's huge because it's hiding a pit of. Dead body goo. Oh, God. It's worse than the pool in Poltergeist. It really is. Because you know that's just a tank where the bodies have just been festering and rotting. <laughs> and you you know that place has to smell. Because not only has she yeah. had a place to chain people up, but she's just got this, this pit 
of effluvia <laughs> covered in maggots and larvae and and she had what's his face captive yeah the inspector who showed up and was asking her questions like hey when you got attacked he's trying to put the pieces together and she's like mm, he's putting the pieces he's, together <laughs> he's a little too close to this i need to ch- slash him and chain him up Right? Like, why didn't she just kill him like everyone you else? Have the, you have the, the dead pit right there. <laughs> you've, you've got the... You have the drowning pool. Let the body hit the floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't. You know. He's chained to the wall. <laughs> this. I guess we can say she does call the bugs. And, uh... Well, yeah, one of the parts... So, she gets on this little boat at the lake, right? She's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, all of a sudden... Wait, wait, it's the mole boy, and she calls the bugs to him, and they cover his entire body, and they start eating away at him, and he starts trying to wipe them away, but he's wiping away bits of his flesh, and it's fantastic. It is so gross. It's so gross. But it's so good, and you made the point, you're like, well, the bugs could have come into play any point earlier. Yeah. I think the point was maybe because she was locked away in that room and they couldn't sense her distress through the walls or something. So well, when she was outside and started screaming, they're like, oh. Mm, no, because yeah, there, she is. there was but, a point when she was getting bullied and she called them. True, but the house she was in here was like the house of deadly games and had, a, had steel doors that could be engaged to cover up the windows. And Jesus Christ. This, they thought of everything in this house. <laughs> Who do you hire to do that, though? You're like, I need steel rolling doors that will cover every window. Why do you need that? Um, don't ask questions. Just do it. <laughs> right. And I need a I need a pit dug into the uh, the basement of this home, about the size of a pool. Yeah, roughly a pool or like a large spa, enough where several people can go in. That's got to be you know maybe six seven feet deep. <laughs> And I need there to be a water outlet there yeah. so I can fill it. Yeah. Okay. And can you put a place for shackles on the wall? Yeah. Um, are you like a murder person or something? No, no, no. Just do it. I'll pay you enough. All right. But if things get weird, we're going to tell the police about you, lady. And the end does involve a decapitation. <laughs> oh, my God. It was unexpected. I know. Well, I, I expected something. I expected something. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, hey, boom, done. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. We got a murder monkey. We got a murder monkey. Yeah. The avenging ape <laughs> came yeah. back to take out. I, I don't want to spoil, but it, it the ape came back. The monkey came back. Got vengeance. That's all I'm saying. And it was fucking badass. I loved it. <laughs> I threw my arms up in triumph. There's a lot of... A lot of stuff in this movie. There's bugs, there's animals, there's blood, there's a pit of goo, dead body goo, there's decapitations. There were a few decapitations. Yeah. Like two or three. Yeah. Lots of gore. Yeah. Really well done gore, too. It wasn't... I think my favorite part of the whole movie was the fact that he's so good with lighting, Mm -hmm. and he really knows how to use silhouettes. Um, so it, not only is the story decent and the gore's decent, but it's visually appealing. He knows how to be creepy. 
that is an Argento thing. Yeah. I will have to show you. I don't know if you if I've shown you uh, Suspiria that he did. Yeah, I, okay. I I'm very familiar with his work. That's why okay. I'm saying I know how he he likes his shadow and he likes his color. Color wasn't a huge deal in this movie, but right. it was about shadows and silhouettes. I need to show you Opera if you haven't seen that one. No, I haven't. I watched that last year. That's one where you'll see a lot of the shadow and silhouette come into play. I was not aware you had seen Suspiria. Maybe you'd seen it before we met. I'm not sure, but I'm glad you have and you and you know. So I apologize for assuming you didn't know. I made an ass of myself there. Anyway, you're good. This is really well done. Man, I'm going to cut to you first. What would you, what kind of rating would you give this? Out of... Out of mole flies. Boy. Oh, out of flies. Okay. Are we doing mole boys? I was going to say mole boys. Oh, I like mole boys better. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a four. Four mole boys. Okay. Out of... Five. Five? Okay. Because I don't think it's something I can rewatch again. I'm not a fan of monkeys in movies, mm-hmm. apes, whatever they're called. And it was kind of slow. If I could just replay the last, like, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. then I'd watch it on repeat. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm about a four and a half. She was really good in it, too. She is really good. She is really good. Her acting is solid, and she's never... You don't feel like she's just like, oh, the schoolgirl in distress. Like, she has her moments where she's like, okay, I'm panicking, I'm a little upset. But then she kind of gets her wits about her. She's she's a strong character. She's not I like when uh she was in wanting to get into the bathroom and the lady wouldn't let her close the door. So she pushed her off the door. <laughs> <laughs> like shoved her back like bitch, get the fuck out of here. Try to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this would be something I could rewatch like frequently, but maybe like once every couple of years I can be like, you know what, I want to go back and revisit that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would do. Just but I, I don't mind monkeys in my movies either, so that's just me. Would you recommend people check this out if they haven't seen it? 100%. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on that one as well. Yeah. I, strong, I, strong 10 out of 10 for recommend. If you're not well-versed in Argento, this is a good, easy one to get into him with. Even the giallo genre, if you're not well-versed in that, this is another good introduction to that. And... That's how we close out with Phenomena. I'm glad that we did this movie. Yeah, I'm me glad too. that this was how we closed it out. So since that's the end, Leanne, what? Where can they man, find us? Man, you know, know this, man. I know this. Maybe they don't. Even though they're listening, they may not know where <laughs> they found us. They may have just blindly stumbled upon us and are like, "What is this thing? I don't know what this is." Well, we've got Podbean. Mm-hmm. And we've got Apple, and we've got Spotify. Yep. And we've got Google for now. Yes. We definitely have YouTube. Uh, it's audio. Yeah, it's audio only. But we're I'm tinkering with the idea of some video content. Uh, we do have a Patreon. We've got skeweredhead.com. If you'd like to help us out and subscribe, that will allow us to give you more content. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, good job. Good job. I like that. Awesome. Yeah, the Patreon. You can head over there. There's a link to the Patreon at skewerhead.com. Skewerhead.com. 
you can head over there. You can support the show. You can get audio commentary tracks. More are going to be coming. We dropped the first one as a tease for you guys, Demon Knight. It's in the feed. Go check that out. And there's also Transmissions episodes that I do when I watch stuff from the MCU or wrestling, whatever I may get my little eyes on. Also, every Saturday, you can find me over at Tales from the Podcast. We are currently in our watch of the Leprechaun series. Coming up, our next episode on February the 3rd is going to be covering Leprechaun 3. So tune in for that. Myself, JB, and Ron will be talking about that. Join us in the chat live. It is 6 p.m. Pacific. And I believe that is 9? No. Yes, 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 <laughs> Eastern. Sorry, I got flustered first time because we used to run the show at 7 and I was second-guessing myself. 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And most recently, as you know, we are friends with the guys over at Invasion of the Podcast. I was on recently with Paul, his co-host from Strange Highways, Terry, and the always fantastic El Goro from the Talk With Rhythm Podcast. We got together and talked about 2015's Tomorrowland. So go check that out. Listen to four guys having a good conversation about a movie and then all of us feeling just a little bit less than when El Goro makes his points because... <laughs> He he is he is the man. He we is all knowledgeable. <laughs> we bow to his podcast. Oh, wise one. Yeah. And then to close out once more, I'm going to say, um, in light of things that happened with with the podcasting world and all that, and our friend who is no longer here, uh, hug your loved ones. Because, like we said, yeah, you don't know how much time you got with them. And but yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Only that I love you, and Jeff loves you. And you're loved. Thank you for listening. Keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit. That's right. Mm -hmm.